Hello and welcome to All Things Travel. With all the variables involved in travel, there are bound to be some mistakes along the way. Today, we share some of our travel mistakes to help you be a smarter traveler on your next adventure. You're listening to All Things Travel, Episode 94, Original Air Date, February 2nd, 2022. Shane, when you think about all of the trips that you've taken, where are the places that you found the most mistakes or where has your family or your travel group been mistake prone? Usually in planning accommodations. Okay. That goes back to before I became a travel advisor, got to know the vendors that I've gotten to know and got that look into the back end from booking. We see a lot of things on the back end from the training and getting to know the properties versus what we could see before booking them on Priceline or through the sure, hotel sure. sites. Or yep. whatever. Yeah. Today, we're going to talk about some of our travel mistakes in order for you, well, to get a little laugh out of us being uh, not educated travelers, but also <laughs> to think about how you can be a less mistake prone traveler on your next adventures. But first... I want to know where all things travel is, Shane. Watertown, Connecticut. Water. I have been to Watertown. I've stayed in Watertown. Talking really? about travel. Yeah, when I was wow. in graduate school at Boston University, that would be a stop. We would drive between Indiana and Boston on two days, and Watertown would be, for whatever reason, that's where we would stop for for the night before heading into Boston. So, hello, Watertown. So, do we know who it might? Be. Any idea? I don't know who it might be. No, I have no idea, but I'm glad they're listening. Well, and I hope they'll reach out and that we can meet them and hang out at the 16 Straits Tap and Tavern. That sounds great. Yep. They've got some outdoor seating with fire pits. And I want to try their lobster mac and cheese with my Guinness beer battered fish and chips. Bam, man. That and sounds how, wonderful. And how about this? A pumpkin head ale. With yes. some cinnamon and sugar on the rim Absolutely. of the glass. I have had that before, and that is a tasty treat. It's almost like dessert and beer put together. Heavenly. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Watertown, thank you so much for listening to All Things Travel. Hey, do us a favor. Reach out to Shane or I, either on the Facebook group or via email, because we have a little thank you gift for being featured on the show today. So let's talk about some of our mistakes in traveling, Shane. This is this is putting us out there to better educate our listeners and also probably embarrassing us a little at the same time. A little bit of both, I hope. So let's talk about overall trip planning. When you've sat down and you've planned <laughs> out a trip, what are some of the mistakes you might have made in the past? Well, let, let me go back a little bit to my style of traveling when I was younger. Okay. There were several times where my cousin and I would just be hanging out and we would say, let's go to Turner Falls, which is a lake, I mean, a river north of us, about an hour and a half drive north of us. And we would get a 12 pack of beer, sleeping bags, and my guitar. All right. And we would get into the car and go camp. And that was a long time. That was the way I planned. Just get in yep. the car and go. You didn't know that morning when you woke up that you were going to be camping that night. We've done that a lot. I mean, even more planned family vacations. There was a time when we were, I don't remember where we were going to go, but my mother-in-law was visiting from Spain and we were looking for something to do. And I found this place in, I believe it's called Murfreesboro, Arkansas, where you can camp in teepees. Okay. 
And I called and they just happened to have some cancellations. I believe it was that night. It was either that night or the next night. So we went and got our teenager at the time who was still asleep late that morning and said, hey, pack your things. We're going to Arkansas. She goes, I love being in this family. (laughs) So those sound really kind of fun. So why do you say that's a mistake? So let's talk about another time when I had a friend who was going to be working a spring break function in South Padre Island. Okay. All right. I'm this dumb high school kid and one of my dumb high school kid friends and I decided that we were going to go and hang out with our friend while he's working this spring break function in South Padre Island. What could happen? Well, first of all, we left for spring break in Padre Island without booking a hotel. Sure. So sure this sense. is late 80s, so it's not like we can hop online and see what's available. So the, the first thing that happens is we found a music store in Padre Island, Texas, because we thought they'll know where this big concert event is going to be. And All right. We'll, just, we'll go from there. <laughs> so it turns out this event was in South Padre Island, not in Padre Island. So not only did we have not, not have a place to stay, we still had another few hours to drive to get <laughs> all the way to South Padre Island. And your friend probably didn't even know you were coming. No, he did not know we were coming. Yeah. The friend that was okay. already there has no idea that we're on their way. We're just hoping we can go there and say, hey, it's us. And then he would get us <laughs> in to this concert. And yeah, that was our planning for the trip. And there you go. Somehow we lucked out and ended up with a decent place to stay, but... I would never advise anyone to do anything like that. Sure. You might be sleeping in your car or someplace worse. Or worse. Yeah. So I have a trip planning mistake story. And this sharing of this story has been cleared by my wife because (laughs) it was kind of her mistake. Oh, so (laughs) I find that hard to believe. (laughs) Her and I, we were in grad school and med school, respectively. And or she was in med school. I was in grad school and we were in East Lansing, Michigan, up at Michigan State. And we had a conference that we were going to a meeting that we were going to in Peoria, Illinois. And so, again, we didn't do a lot of Internet planning at this point. But (laughs) we my wife said, hey, on our way, I was looking at the map and on our way, let's visit your friend Brian that lives in Bloomington. And I said, okay. okay. And I didn't really say anything, but is that drive will be okay. And she said, yeah, it, it looks like it, it's in a good location. We can drive down there. We can see him and his fiance at that time and just make a, a, a nice day trip of it and, and then go on to Peoria. I'm like, oh, okay. That, that's fine. And so we drive from Lansing down to Bloomington. It's a decent drive. It's about four and a half hours. We go down. We, I think we stayed in a bed and breakfast there. We met my friend Brian and had dinner, had drinks, had a good time and everything like that. The next day we get up and we drive to Peoria, Illinois, which was about, I think, three hours or so. So not a huge drive, but decent. And as we're driving to Illinois and as we get closer to Peoria, we see signs for Bloomington, Illinois. Bloomington, Illinois, Shane, is about 45 minutes from Peoria, Illinois. (laughs) Nowhere close to Bloomington, Indiana. (laughs) My wonderful wife, who is much smarter and more detail-oriented than I am, had looked at the map and thought that we were going to be driving to 
Bloomington, Indiana, rather than Bloomington, Illinois. And that was very close to Peoria. So we had a good time, but uh, the planning took us way out of our way. But hey, you're on a road trip with your wife. What could be better? I agree. What could be better than that? All right. All right. Well, so, she didn't yeah. try to go to Paris, France and end up in Paris, Texas. Now, see, this is true. This is true. A little out of the way. And another example of kind of overall travel planning mistakes that I've made. And this is something like you. This is something that I've learned being a travel advisor. I always would make the mistake when I was planning my own travel. I would not think about the checkout day. So uh. I would always, when I was booking a hotel, I several times messed up and I would book one last night because I would think about the last night, not the day we were checking out. <laughs> and I actually Hi. did that at Disney one time. And boy, a cast member really helped us out because we were staying at Disney and moving over to Universal. And I hadn't booked the right number of nights at Disney oh. until we were moving over to Universal. So make sure you pay attention to when you want to leave, not your last night staying there. <laughs> Makes sense now, but it didn't back then. I guess if you're going to do that, Disney is a good place to do that. Absolutely. She figured out very quickly what I had done and, and was ready to fix the situation. So, Shane, what about the people that you traveled with? Have you ever made any mistakes based on who you brought with you or who you traveled with? They seemed like mistakes at the time. This is going to be the one area where actually, you know what? I, I, I take that back. I was going to say it would be the one area where it seems like a mistake now, but looking back on it, it wasn't a mistake. I, I would, even all the mistakes that I made, it's still better that I went on the trip and had the difficulties than, than not going on the trip. Okay. My friend and I were going to go visit my parents who were living in Southwestern Colorado at the time. After some conversations, we ended up inviting another friend of ours to go with us. A few more conversations, we ended up taking my friend's mom with us also, and we always got along well. I always called her my second mom. My friend always yeah. called my mom his second mom. And it was just the four of us in, in my Suburban for the 13-hour the drive. There was just some nerves. People were getting on each other's nerves because <laughs> you, you got three kind of college-age guys yeah, yeah. And, then, you know, and then the, the mom. And it was just this – it was a weird dynamic. Yes. Of course, looking back on it now – you know, several years after my, his mom has passed, it, it's one of the best memories we've ever had. But, you know, at the time, we didn't really right. think it through and probably not something that we would would do now. Yeah. And I, I think for me, there's been a couple times where I've gone on trips with friends and I didn't know enough about them to really know if our travel styles were compatible. And that's been an issue somebody's really uptight about this or I'm really particular about that. And that wasn't something that we had navigated before. And all of a sudden on a trip, those things get magnified, you know, whether it's eating styles or sleeping arrangements or all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Right. Definitely. So one of the times, and this was not a friend, this was a relative of a friend. I was going backpacking with a group and we were up in Northern Michigan and we were on an island, so we were, I think there was other people on the island, but not very many. So there was a group of three of us and then two couples that went. One of the couples were our friend, 
And the other couple was the brother-in-law and the sister of that couple's guy. So the whole thing was everybody was in decent shape. Everybody was in good backpacking shape, except for the sister and brother-in-law of this friend of ours. The whole thing was, well, so-and-so used to do this. He used to do that. He'll be good. This guy was overweight. He was Uh not in shape. Again, this was backpacking like this was three days of carrying everything and setting everything up, (laughs) you know, bear bag. I mean, this was not he brought a full size axe with him (laughs) to chop firewood, you know, and it was like his positivity. (laughs) He was woefully out of shape, so much so that after the second day of hiking and this was we weren't hiking a long time each day, but it was not easy hiking. We were on a beach on the north side of the island. We were halfway done with our hike. And there's this family that came around in a pontoon boat. And he actually swam out to the pontoon boat to beg this guy to take him back to shore, him and his (laughs) wife, because he couldn't handle another day of hiking. Oh, wow. Poor guy. Yeah, but unfortunately, he was left there. And (laughs) it it was one of those things where... It was comical because the three of us just took off on our own and the two couples had to stay together. I think much to this couple that we knew's, you know, <laughs> annoyance. And so we just kind of did our own thing. But it was not only be careful of the friends you go with, but make sure you're careful of who they invite and know what the trip is about. Are you a Caribbean American? Are you looking for a podcast that truly speaks to your culture and identity? Look no further than Carry On Friends, the ultimate destination for all things Caribbean American, hosted by me, Carrie Ann. Dive deep into topics such as culture, heritage, and everyday life through the unique lens of the Caribbean American experience. You'll walk away feeling more connected to your roots. Follow and listen on Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss an episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American experience. Your Caribbean American community awaits. I I think I mentioned on a previous episode about a birthday trip for a friend of mine when we had rented a big cabin in the Broken Bow area. Yeah, I remember this story. This is a good story. Yeah, there was one couple who happened to arrive last and we all arrived pretty close at the same time. So it's not like they got there late, but because they got there last, they essentially ended up without a room and kind of had to sleep out amongst everybody, which was uncomfortable for them. Especially with people traveling in groups more and more now, all that stuff has to be spelled out. And just because they're family doesn't make it easier. Just because they're friends doesn't make it easier. That's a new trend that I mentioned in my newsletter a couple of weeks ago that's starting to show up now as a lot more friend groups are starting to travel together. So those types of dynamics are something to keep in mind because there's also been times when it's worked. Yeah. Oh, oh, 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this next area has to do with things we wish we packed or things we packed that maybe we didn't need to. And boy, I have a doozy for this one, Shane. This was our first big family trip. My son was a baby. My daughter was a toddler. And we were driving from Indiana to Pittsburgh. And we were going to be there, I think, three or four days. 
And again, this was the first time we'd ever done a hotel with the four of us and everything like that. You would have thought that we were going to war with Toys R Us, <laughs> everything that was in our minivan. I mean, it was packed to the gills with everything you could possibly need for these kids. <laughs> so we get to the hotel, we pull up. My wife had been driving, so she gets the kids and she goes and checks in and takes the kids up to our room and everything like that. The valet brings over a brings over a cart, looks at everything in the van, and it's just kind of like, okay, I guess you're going to be here for a while. <laughs> and I said, no, I've got everything. I'll take care of it. So I've got it all packed up and everything like that. And I wheel it up, and you know, it's packed to the gills. And I think I even had to make a couple trips. But on the first trip, I go. And I get off on the, on the floor and we had booked like a one bedroom with a living area type room because okay. we wanted, because first of all, my son wouldn't sleep if there were other people in the room. So we needed a place okay. for him to be off on his own. Don't blame him for that. And I get on the floor of the room and I'm rolling the, the, the cart down. And this room is a special configuration and there's actually stairs that go up to the door of this room, oh. which means like three or four stairs. It wasn't a lot, but what it meant was I'd take everything off the cart, take it off the cart, carry it into the room. <laughs> so about three trips of doing this, I am finally in this room that we're only going to stay in for three or four nights. <laughs> and oh my gosh, we so overpacked for everything. But I think all new parents do that, right? They oh, all think absolutely. you need every single thing possible. Oh, yeah. And our first trip with our daughter, well, she's only six weeks old at the time, and our first trip to the beach with her. And I, at the time, it was on an atlas. I marked in every city, I marked the address, every city on the way of where the hospital was in case we had to stop anywhere along the way. Wow. And that says nothing about the packing that we did. <laughs> well, well, and I've also had, speaking of packing, when I used to take groups with me in January is when we would travel. And we would, I remember one trip in general going to Ireland and I would always tell the students, don't go by the temperature. Because if you look at the temperature, you're going to think it's much warmer, but um, it's rainy and it's windy much more in, in Ireland, especially outside the city, than what we're used to in the Midwest. It's a great travel trip. And, and so invariably, and this happened almost every trip, a student would show up with a light coat or no coat and say, well, the temperature said it's going to be in the 50s. And by the end of that trip, they bought three or four sweatshirts because <laughs> we're out in it's the cold. rain, we're yeah. out in the drizzle. I ended up actually even just bringing like long underwear and stuff when we would go out to those country places because I knew how bitter cold it would be. Yeah. Even though based on the temperature, it was much warmer than what it was at home. The year after I graduated from high school, we took a, a family road trip and it was my younger sister, two years younger than me, my mom and my grandmother. And we, the four of us, packed into a... It was, a Nissan Pulsar, which might be a little bigger than maybe a Mini Cooper. Definitely okay. bigger than a Prius, but a very small car for four people on a two-week road trip across the country. Sure, why not? 
And so we were spending a couple of days in Imperial Beach, California with some family, went to Anaheim to go to Universal Studios and Disneyland, and then spent a few days in Sacramento with some family. And the four of us driving all the way to California and then to like Tahoe and Las Vegas and then and back home in this tiny car. And I insisted on taking my bass guitar to practice <laughs> while we're on vacation. Because you, you may get inspiration. You, uh, you, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, we're at Disneyland, you know, what I want to sit in the hotel room and play my guitar, right? <laughs> For some reason, my mom didn't say, no, stop. <laughs> oh man, there's no Come way on, that would have ended up in our car. <laughs> I would have had World War III before I let somebody bring something like that in, in, in that type of packing situation. L- luckily, my mom was nicer than either you or I are. <laughs> <laughs> This last area has to do with trip logistics. So how you traveled or where you stayed, things like that. One story that came to mind for me with with a mistake was I took a trip with my parents. I was an only child. So our summer trips were the three of us. And one summer we went up around Lake Superior. So we went, we drove from our house in Indiana up to Mackinac Island. Then we went over into Canada, went up around Thunder Bay, Ontario, back through Minnesota, back through Wisconsin. It was a wonderful trip. I really liked that trip a lot. The problem was, and again, this was before internet booking and all that kind of stuff. There was a motorcycle rally happening in Minnesota and Wisconsin that pretty much followed the exact path that we were on the way back to Indiana. (laughs) Oh, wow. And my parents... I felt so bad for them because they literally, when we were ready to stop, there was no hotel room and we would stop and there was no hotel room and we would stop and there was no hotel room. And we drove hours and hours before being able to find a hotel room that had a vacancy to it. And it was, to me, it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, I always want to think about where I want to stay. I don't think they did anything wrong per se other than taking the chance of where we're going to stay. And I think part of that was they didn't know exactly where they were going to be stopping. I remember driving with them on long trips and we would halfway through the day, we'd figure out where we're going to stop. And I remember my mom pulling out, you know, the motel six, (laughs) you know, directory books in the car, right. (laughs) Figuring out where they were going to be and calling and and so I, I, but I just remember that I, I don't want to be in that situation where we just have no place to stay right. because we didn't think ahead. I have a, a similar trip with no place right. to stay. One day, and this is a long time ago, I, uh, I called up my friend Jay and I said, Jay, I got us tickets to see Jay Leno. Whoa. And Jay says, well, I didn't know Jay Leno was in town. And I said, he's not in town. We're going to Shreveport. Okay. So we didn't even pack. We just got in the car. And headed to Shreveport, probably five or six hours. I mean, a a legitimate road trip where if you're going to go that far and see a comedian, chances are you should have a place to stay. Probably. Yep. Afterwards. And probably chances are maybe pack, I don't know, toothpaste, pajamas. (laughs) You know, know. the things you might need (laughs) for that night that you're probably going to stay. So we headed there, you know, and there wasn't a lot of time because it was a long trip and spur of the moment. We get into Shreveport and we're trying to get to this casino where the show is and the street is just packed with people we can't even it's closed right we can't even get to it so we get diverted can't even 
get to the hotel. And that was a Mardi Gras parade. Uh Of course, it's Mardi Gras. Every place in Louisiana, not just Shreveport, is going to be booked. There was no place to stay. And because we got stuck in the traffic, by the time we got to the casino and got into the theater, we pretty much saw like the last two minutes of the show. Oh, that's terrible. I know. And then we hung out at the casino, tried to call around to find a place to stay, and there was nothing. So we ended up just having a couple of beers and then getting back in the car and driving back to Fort Worth. (laughs) Well, I'm sure that you shared some stories and some good times. I, I know Jay a bit, and I bet he's a fun guy to have a road trip with. You know what? It was still a lot of fun. (laughs) One of those things, if you you get a chance to go somewhere, you just just go. All right, folks. Well, I hope that some of our travel mistakes and blunders have inspired you to plan better, think better, or at least reach out to us as travel advisors. I don't know. Maybe after this show, maybe not us, but, you know, (laughs) we definitely learned some lessons. Both Shane and I are travel advisors with Creating Magic Vacations. And we would love to work with you and plan a trip that has none of these mistakes that we've talked about. You can reach me at Ryan, R-Y-A-N, at creatingmagicvacations.com or Shane at S-H-A-Y-N-E at creatingmagicvacations.com. Most families are confused and overwhelmed just like we were years ago during these stories (laughs) when they want to plan a vacation. And we work with you to plan a trip perfect for your interests that saves you time, money, and stress. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you can join us next time on All Things Travel. And remember, never stop exploring. It, It 